Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Cody Rhodes finished a story. Not the story, but he finished a story. A side story. Yeah, he finished yeah. a side quest. Yeah, Ninja Gaiden. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast review of WWE Fastlane 2023. I'm Luke Owen, D-A-D. I'm joined by El Fakador, Laurie Blake. Please do press the subscribe button if this is your first time here. Give us a little thumbs up as well to help the old algorithm. Leave a comment down below if you're watching this on demand with your thoughts on the show and Cody Rhodes winning the tag team titles. And if you're watching live, join in the live chat, of course, and get in your ultra chats to restalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out all of them above the five US dollar amounts as we review a show with only five matches. Yeah. We should get through this relatively quickly. Oh, yeah. We're on the road to <laughs> November, I think. <laughs> like, like, so, you, you know, we watched the show this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, watched it separately. Yeah. And we, I, I said to you when it finished, like, big house show energies about yeah. this, oh, this, yeah. uh, this pay-per-view. It felt like a wrestling clinic in the sense that they were just doing, they were doing matches really well, but they were just like the prime example of each of those matches. It was like, this is yeah. what a triple threat looks like. Hey guys, have you ever seen a tag team match? We've got three of them. You'll know what that is by the end of this. Yeah. But even, even though the tag straps changed hands, it felt very inconsequential. Inconsequential overall. is a but very fun. good one. But it was a very fun show. Like It was an inconsequential show. Mm-hmm. It probably didn't need to happen. But I'm glad that it did. Because I had a fun time watching it. It was a breeze to watch. Mm. And I think actually it's a really good advertisement for how WWE are very good at structuring shows. Because this was a three-hour broadcast. And I did some timings. Mm. Half of it was wrestling. Yeah, which means the other half of it was entrances, video packages, ad spots, sponsor reads. Wow, like that, like they've struggled. They can, they know how to pad out a show, but not make it feel like it's being padded out. Yeah, I think because a lot of that, beyond maybe some of the more egregious Pizza Hut stuff, <laughs> kind of flew under the radar for me. I was like, okay, this is this is all good, but the Pizza Hut stuff is really sticking in my craw. But like yeah. it, in the way that some other WWE shows really feel like, okay, we're doing a bit now that is just here to break the flow between two matches. Everything here. 
didn't ask states welcome. And I think that's the key of like, oh, yeah. if you're going to chuck segments in between the matches and you're going to have entrances or whatever, like just making sure that nothing you're doing really interrupts the flow or just feels like it's so far out of place that people are just like, why is this on the pay-per-view? Yeah. Looking at you, Grayson Waller effect. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? That's the, that's the sort of stuff. I think there's a real skill to WWE in the... By the time the first bell rang, mm. it was 15 minutes into a show. Mm. You imagine what sitcoms accomplish in 15 minutes. Yeah. Watch an episode of The Simpsons and look how much how much that accomplishes in 15 minutes. And what a WWE pay-per-view does is a video package and entrances. Yeah. And that's it. But you don't get to the end of those 15 minutes and be like, what a waste of 15 minutes. No, it really, well, it really helps that so many of their tag teams have been thrown together so they both <laughs> get separate entrances. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's really helping the, the sort of time padding. I think it's a, it, it was a real testament to the show that your five matches I thought it breezed past. Like mm-hmm. I, Someone said earlier, it's like, it's... Um, you're going to really struggle to do the top 10 worst pay-per-views, like when we do our end-of-year nominations. And yeah. I completely agree, because there haven't really been any bad pay-per-views this year. But I imagine this is probably going to get a lot of nominations. Mm. A, recency bias, but B, it's mid. Yeah. Kind of in a way, like it's just going to be like, at the end of the year, everyone's going to be like, oh yeah, Fastlane. Yeah. yeah, that did happen, didn't it? Yeah, I do remember that show happening. Or oh, I'll throw that as one of my nominations in. As opposed to being like, oh man, Fastlane, that's definitely getting a nomination. Mm. But I think it will still end up getting points, and probably unfairly so. Yeah, maybe. I think it's yeah, it's just sort of sitting in that weird like like I it's almost faded in my memory already. <laughs> I didn't have my notes with me. I wouldn't be able to tell you anything. No, but we can uh, talk about our opening contest here. It is our main topic of discussion as well today because it was the most consequential thing that happened on the show yep. outside of Jade Cargill making her on-screen debut mm-hmm. i thought it was a very cool segment we'll get to that in a little bit but it was cody rhodes and jay uso taking on the judgment day for the tag team championships a match that was announced last week on raw and cody rhodes and jay uso's promos were both like i don't know why this match is happening yeah but i guess i'll go for the tag belts and now they've won them yeah oh yeah big time <laughs> they've won the belts yeah. main event jay uso really cementing the main event status by the with his move to a separate brand yeah. <laughs> i liked this match as well yeah, like it, it was, was fun it was your standard Judgment Day formula. They work over a baby face to build to the hot mm-hmm. tag, which is a standard WWE tag formula. And yep. then Rhea and Dom come out. And then uh, JD McDonough comes out. And then there's interference. Yeah. It's a near falls. And then there's interference that uh, by JD that either helps or hinders the Judgment Day. Oh, and in yeah. this case, hinders the Judgment yeah, Day. Yeah, it's all, oh, JD, you've done it again. <laughs> like, it's, and he did. Yeah. Oh, it's. I think that was really fun, though. Like They, they, they managed to do like a really stupid multiple cascading series of events finish where it's like no this is not the finish this is not the finish he's been hit with a briefcase and he kicks out they get especially outside everyone's on the on the thing and then he jd mcdonough hits him in the knee yeah, and yeah. priest goes down which gives the goodies the chance to come over and win and you're like that kind of made sense like everything that happened in that in that like multiple person there were seven odd people in that one segment it all made sense. It all kind of worked. It didn't really diminish Judgment Day too much, nope. apart from the fact that it feels like every time they bring the goons now, they do just <laughs> mess up massively. So, like, stop bringing the goons. You were there. doing fine without them. You didn't need them. Yeah, I mean, they'll be well from Rocksteady out there. Yeah. Or scratching grounder out there, messing <laughs> things up for you. But, like, I, because this happened on Raw a couple of weeks back as well mm. when they defend against Kevin and Kevin and Sammy. Yeah. Where it was like, and then here comes Dom, here comes JD, here comes Cody, here comes Jey Uso. And I find myself enjoying the sort of like Cody-verse 
overbooking WCW main events yeah. or like you know a pay-per-view opener in this case here but I just I had a good time with it mm. and when this match started I was like yeah, I'm kind of sick of watching these four lads wrestle each other but by the end of it I was like yeah do it again <laughs> silly I like I think Jey Uso and Cody had good chemistry here like they the sort of tag finish uh, tag sort of cool. half 1D half Cody cutter yeah, thing they did great. was I thought it was great like I don't really know I think like they said they didn't know what the point of them teaming together is. I don't really know what the point of it is. It feels like a step down for both men in terms of their trajectory. However, I can see how in future you can use this to build into something either between the two of them or back into the Bloodline story, right? Because you've got this idea of like they've just kind of got back onto the same page and Cody's starting to trust Jay despite the fact mm. that Jay's obviously like been a problem for Cody in very recent memory. Um so you can use this to further Cody's bigger story. But like you said, it felt like a, it feels like a side quest to be like, <laughs> we'll be tag champs for a bit. And yeah. for Jay, especially, I think to go to have done everything that happened last year, to go through the whole drama of like leaving the bloodline, being the first one to pin Roman Reigns, stepping out from the shadow of being quote unquote tag team guy, like to then just be like, Okay, well, you've made your big splash. You had your entrance. You got to dance through the crowd, and now you're a tag team guy. Yeah, again. just another yeah, tag yeah. team guy. Again. So, like, I think it's that. That's that's my only big worry with it. I think the the moment's really fun. Um, the tag belts are the perfect thing to do it with because nobody really necessarily cares where they end up like how long ago was it everyone really cared about it being sammy and kevin but that's moved on yeah I, like, you I, know i feel like because they did nothing with the belts yeah. unfortunately kind of something with judgment day like you know they had for a month but kind of yeah. sort of did what well, all they did was have a match with kevin and sammy which well, is what they just, were just doing there previously. to be a heater thing right you just yeah. put the belts on someone to say like these two are important right now yeah oh, that's fine like I, I think with uh, the reason why i think this is actually a really good move is this now gives Cody a reason to be on SmackDown mm -hmm. because he's got the SmackDown Tag Team Championships yep. in there. So he can be on both shows, as can Jey Uso. So I think there's like three things here. You've got Cody can now be on SmackDown, which mm -hmm. puts him back into Roman territory. Yeah, Roman's returning this week. Oh, yeah. And he can point to Jimmy and be like, well, you lost your tag match, but your brother won the tag team titles. Yeah, oh, yeah. So there's some fuel you can do there for the bloodline. But on the Raw side of things, Kevin and Sammy are now going to be looking at these two guys who've got their tag belts, mm -hmm. particularly at Jay, who Owens doesn't like. Yeah. And Jay Uso is again a tag team champion and taking the belts that Kevin worked so hard to win in the main event of oh, WrestleMania. Yeah. And now it's just back on Jay Uso again. And mm -hmm. Cody brought him here. Oh, yeah. And it's like, and I think you can then do a fun tag match at Crown Jewel of Cody and Jay versus Kevin and Sammy. Mm -hmm. And then they form together like Voltron to take on the Judgment Day at Survivor Series. Yeah, I think I think this is the thing. As long as it leads to like a better tag division and like, you know, the, the benefit the belts have had is that they were on the Usos for so long, which meant they were in the most popular storyline and the biggest storyline going in WWE. But it didn't mean the tag division felt special. No. Right? They were just a thing. They were just a stepping stone to take over the bloodline. Like, you you take this off them and that weakens them. It's like a chink in their armor, right? To go, okay, we've taken the tag titles off them. But it's not because the tag titles are worth having. It's just because they're there. Yeah. It's like they're one of the Horcruxes. Like, you gotta <laughs> you got to do it before you can take Roman down, right? Mm -hmm. Um I think, yeah, this this whole thing of like, it seems like that's what it's going to build into this whole Bloodline story, continuing the drama with Roman and Sokoa and Jimmy on one side, and then you've got Jay and Cody as a team, and then you've got the kind of outside 
bit of Sammy and Kevin really wanting the belts back, but Kevin's mm. problem with Jay, Jay, even though Jay's now on the side of the light. But it's but he's never going to trust if, that. If, if 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 but if that doesn't with those sorts of three huge teams involved in it, if that doesn't lead to the tag division actually being important. What's going on? Yeah, because like you know, New Day are there, sort of like yeah, you know, yeah. they're just feuding with the Viking Raiders. They're only one half of the Viking Raiders currently because mm. um, Eric is out injured. Like they said on Raw as well, he's out indefinitely. So yeah. like, oh, Ivar's going on. You know, it's like little monster push that he's getting. But DIY have just reunited. Mm. Street Profits have just blooming heel turn. Yeah, Street like, Profits but... and things like that. So like, yeah, they haven't really got a prize to fight for. No, uh, and as such, really don't feel like I don't know what you're going to do with DIY. No. on Raw unless you sort of move them into a tag feud with I don't know who, like what heel team you put them mm. with on Monday Night Raw maybe no. the, maybe the, maybe this is a way to like move Judgment Day away from the Cody-verse for a little mm. bit and you can just do a little DIY Judgment Day feud yeah but this is it if there's no, but if there's no prize like if there's no division yeah. because the, 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 the belts just disappeared it's like why even be a tag team like <laughs> like if you're never going to get a shot of the belts why be a tag team it's almost like it is almost now the case is being made for like you need to split those belts because yeah. like you can just do there's like the, the kind of the heavyweight tag champs and then there should just be a mid-card tag champs yeah, yeah. that's kind of what you want rather than doing like Raw and Smackdown versions because that means then you kind of have like a lesser story over here where it's just like DIY versus randos and then you've got like yeah. main event scene kind of tag belts all in big factions and all in huge feuds they they need to kind of they just need to make the tag division feel important again and I think these are yeah. the six these are like the six men to do it the kind of ones they picked out here but yeah it just needs to be about the belts and not just about all of get that roman guy eventually yeah all all roads lead yeah. back to roman yeah. i guess but i i was genuinely surprised that they won the belts yeah I'm, i didn't see that coming at all no i didn't either and actually more for me as well because now that i sort of look at the three storylines you got ahead of me i was like oh yeah actually really makes a lot of sense for them to win mm. just going into the show i was like yeah there's no way they're winning these belts where do you think it leaves the judgment day well, that's. I think that's a problem that I've I've got with the Judgment Day overall is that we have since like Mania and we've just been teasing them breaking up, mm-hmm. and it's just like some weeks they're fine, other weeks they're at each other's throats, then other weeks they're fine, then other weeks they're at each other's throats. This JD storyline mm-hmm. has been going on since the draft. Yeah. That happened back in like april and may <laughs> it's just like i've been trying to join the group and i was like i'm ready for it to go into the next chapter yeah, of that yeah. story as opposed to constantly being in chapter one of that yeah story. he's like guillermo in uh what we do in the shadows <laughs> he's getting promised to be made a vampire but he's not he's not allowed to be a vampire but someone else will join the group in a minute yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, what um it's yeah i, I yeah I, i'm kind of because there was a point where they took there was a point in this show after this match where you see a backstage segment with the judgment day and priest is like i'm not leaving here without a prize right so he's like i'm, I'm doing it tonight i'm, I'm cashing, cashing in. in and i was like yes that makes perfect sense it's like a bit of character motivation then Rhea steps in and goes give me the briefcase you're in no shape to do it and i thought oh that absolutely opens the door and obviously like there's the rules about whoever owns the briefcase whatever but i was like you make it up the rules. You make up the money in the bank rules as you go along, kind of. There's absolutely just the room for like Finn Balor with a briefcase, just come out and cash it in. Yeah, secretly. Just secretly do it behind Priest's back after having told him that he can't do it, and then you've got a storyline yeah. with the Judgment Day to, I, to do. I guess so. Like, I don't think it would make any form of sense. In no, the world, but, but like you know, you know, you know it's, it's not the to, weirdest yeah. thing they've done with a briefcase. It's, it's not. Also, it's a made-up thing, so you can yeah. do whatever rules you want on yeah. it. But I, I think it. I don't think it would have worked personally. No, but or they just never give it back. 
Like now, yeah. it's now it's just like priest is I'm never holding a, on. To priest is never the time is never right for priest to cash it in. Right, mm. you just keep doing that until he gets so annoyed and it realizes it's Balor kind of whispering in Rhea's ear or whatever. Or it is it's just like we're just not doing it. Rhea at this point on Raw, where she was like, "Look, the Judgment Day don't ha- doesn't have a leader. Judgment Day doesn't have leaders." That's kind mm. of thing they've been saying since they kicked Edge out of the group way yeah. back when. Is that like none of us are the leader of this group? We are all the leader of this group. But she and the last week has felt like the de facto leader Mm. she came back on raw and she was like what is going on here like dom's lost his north american championship you two are squabbling again there's this jd thing on the outside so she was like look here's what's happening i've got you a north american championship rematch dom and Mm. you're welcome by the way yeah and we're all going to make sure that he wins that belt back again which they did yeah and then it was here on this show she was the one who said to priest no you are not cashing in tonight. Now is not time. Taking the briefcase away from you. So she has become this de facto leader. Mm. I don't know what fat story- lot of good it did them tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what story like that leads to. Yeah. Um, whether there's a split within the Judgment Day, and you can do like an NWO Wolfpack thing. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I don't. So I don't know what it leads to. But I feel like I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just ho- hopefully wishing that this is we're going to go into the next phase the next chapter mm. of this judgment day story but i i honestly i will wait until raw to see because yep. what it might just be is they come out and be like we want a tag title rematch and that's yeah, your main I event mean, of raw this sounds, week <laughs> that sounds very very likely like i think the thing is what they'll do is they'll let jd in and that will be exactly when the storyline for priest leaving mm. or Balor turning against them kicks off right that that will be the moment because yeah. you've got the extra man to bring in and be like we'll just fill that spot so we're still four strong and then it's all of us four versus this one person. Yeah. Yeah, I, I want to see it go somewhere now because I'm kind of getting tired of the... I think it's... When the Money in the Bank briefcase becomes so prevalent and it's and it's not going anywhere, like, it, it does become a nuisance, actually. Yeah, it feels like that they're just waiting for the belt to feel important. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's because... Seth is doing what he can with that belt to make Mm. it not feel like a consolation prize. But I think it is still being looked upon by the majority of people as the consolation prize. Like, I don't think anyone looks at the World Heavyweight Championship and says that's the most important belt on Monday Night Raw. Because this Intercontinental Championship feels way more important. Mm. So I wonder if they're just sort of waiting until that, like, he gets a bunch of wins under his belt and Mm. and the people start to care about the title. Then Priest can cash in. But I don't know how long that's going to take. Yeah. Well, like I was saying to you earlier off before we started uh, recording that, you know, for me, with the World Heavyweight title and with Seth specifically, it's annoying his reign because I've wanted every single other person to win that belt. <laughs> that every single person he's gone against, I've wanted to win the belt over Seth. Just because I, just because I literally think it's kind of wasted on Seth because I think he'll he kind of get the you get the conference of his star power mm. being put on the title. But that is actually what's happening. It's like the belt's not raising Seth. Seth's raising the belt. So putting the belt on somebody else might make somebody else feel a bit more special and a bit bigger. It's like when you do that in my GM mode, you get the plus 10 popularity. (laughs) Like we want the plus 10 popularity on like Shinsuke or on like Finn at this moment in time. Mm. Like Seth is Seth Seth now and he just can come out and people will sing his song. And it's nice that he's in the main event because because he's the champion. But like... I don't think even if he even if even if he was and the belt wasn't like people would still be like yeah he should be in the main event it's Seth Rollins yeah I don't know it just feels like to me it's kind of he it's not really going anywhere because it doesn't feel like there's a master plan for it 
because they're no. just sort of wobbling around the idea that priests will eventually cash in. I guess so, yeah. And you know, that he's always got his ouchy back now, which feels like that's going to be the storyline going into all of his yeah. title matches is that he's carrying the weight of the company on his back. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really feel like he is. He's putting on the, he's putting on the best matches on a lot of the shows. I, I, I but... think on this show he no, I actually I think I enjoyed the tag match more than his match. Mm. But I thought the match here with Nakamura last month was pretty naff. Mm. Well, I like this match a lot. So I, this I match was this real match good. Was really good. good. But yeah. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Anyway, well, let's find out what you thought of the tag title switch in your ultra chats. And Matt Hennessy is kicking things off with a whopping like nine chats in a in a row. Matt has got some thoughts. Uh, just said this year in both WrestleMania and Night of Champions, even on this week's Raw, the main event angle was the reformation of DIY. Being in a tag team in WWE doesn't feel like a demotion anymore. Hunter made the belts matter. Cody and Jay winning sets up two interesting stories. One with Owens and Zayn, as it gives KO more of a di- reason to dislike Jay than he already does, setting up a match for Crown Jewel for the belts. And two, it's Cody continuing to get to Roman. I expect him to get traded to SmackDown, by the way. I think most of us, even when they announced, thought, yeah, Cody's going to be the guy to, to go mm-hmm. across. 
Uh, as with how insecure Roman is, seeing Jay succeed without the bloodline will get to him and make him paranoid that other members of the group may start to see that the grass is greener on the other side of the fence. I don't see Cody and Jay having a long run as champs, but I'm really enjoying Jay's singles run. Uh, while I know the split of the Usos divided people, I'm not a fan of splitting teams usually. The Usos accomplished everything they could as a tag team, a tag team with eight title reigns, and the last run saw them hold the goal for nearly two years, ending at Mania. And with how over Jay is, I'm glad the split happened. I genuinely believe he could be a top babyface for the company and its booking since the split has been great. Mm-hmm. Luke, you mentioned how you would do uh, Night versus Reigns at Crown Jewel. Personally, I think they should hold on to the Rumble. Roman is working both Crown Jewel and Survivor Series. AJ Styles was taken out by the Bloodline. I think for Crown Jewel, you can do Styles and Cena and Knight versus the Bloodline and the six-man tag with the baby faces winning. Then you do AJ versus Roman at Survivor Series and have Knight involved in war games. We have an alliance form uh, an alliance form with Judgment Day and the Bloodline. So you could do a six-on-six war games with Judgment Day, JD McDonough and the Bloodline versus Cena, Knight, Jay, Cody, Sammy, and Kevin. You do this to continue giving Knight big pay-per-view wins to build his eventual Reigns match, but you also have two heel groups together to take five of the biggest over babyface in the company right now, as well as one of the all-time greats in uh, John Cena. The problem with some of that, Matt, is don't know how long Cena's here for. Mm-hmm. So Cena's advertised for the next four SmackDowns yep. in October, but he said in the um, uh, the press conference afterwards, he was like, oh, if the SAG strike ends, I'm out of here. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I can't do both. Well, he was apparently midway through a project when the strikes hit. So uh, assuming they'll just pick up immediately. Yeah. Like, assuming, like he's, he's already contracted to be doing something. Exactly. He's probably contracted to be mo- doing multiple things, obviously. But like, they'll have it will, it will take a, a moment of time after the strikes end to obviously restart all production and obviously then work out like, who can have seen or when? Because I'm sure everyone will be raring to actually yeah, start yeah. filming the projects that they have in the pipeline. <laughs> yeah, but it's that thing of like, who will be gone? He'll bounce pretty much immediately, just yeah. because of the liability insurance. Even if he's advertised for those dates, mm-hmm. like he may just do like appearances, but yeah. won't be wrestling matches because of the insurance. Like he can't, won't be able to do matches because the insurance will cannot go against each yeah. other, and and he can't risk his health for the movies because that will just damage the the movies and stuff. So yeah, once the SAG strikes over he's out of here mm-hmm. so I think it would be a risk to put Cena in a big storyline yeah. like I, w- I don't think I would build to him being in Survivor Series unless I knew he was going to be at Survivor Series yeah I also wouldn't I also wouldn't have Knight being on a team that beats Roman's team before Knight and Roman clash like I don't know. That's mm. kind of to me just feels. Yeah, I think I like. I think you could do. I mean, I like the idea of doing the, the trios: AJ, Cena, and Knight, and like Knight pins Jimmy again or something like that. Yeah. And so sort of, you build that up to do. But I, I, I think doing Knight and Roman and Crown Jewel makes a, a ton of sense mm-hmm. in terms of you could beat him in Saudi Arabia and you won't get the negative reaction you'd probably get if you did it in America. But maybe that's the reaction you want. Like yeah, you do yeah. it at the Rumble. Like the Rumble's actually a really good shout mm. for it. Because like in front of an American crowd night losing when he's this white hot and over as a baby face. Oh, yeah. People might like Cummins when they you know they really went against them for having Sammy not win. Yeah, well it puts you in that it puts you in that molten heat stage that you want heading into WrestleMania, right? Like if Roman is set to lose the belt at Mania coming up, you want him to be like top level bastard mm. in the company and at the moment he feels like he's maybe he's you know he's been made to eat crow a couple of times recently and then he's been gone for a bit so he doesn't necessarily feel like roman on top of his game yeah he's got like he's got sort of levels of heat but he's also got that level of heat of like people are kind of getting to the point where they just want to see him lose mm. so i think you you want to turn that from just being like weariness 
to hunger for it in terms of the storyline yeah, and yeah. by beating night that might be the best way to do it because mm-hmm. that will just make people go like what in the hell in the same way that kind of that transferred onto cody i think with the sammy stuff like everyone was going like well, well what they're going to do with cody if sammy you know if sammy doesn't win the belt cody's going to come out and he's going to be eaten alive by people just because you're not sammy because saying you're not sammy but cody managed to harness that energy and turn it back around and be like, no, I'm the one to do this. And everyone was like, yeah, do you know what? You are. It's yeah. How, it's how good Roman is as a heel as well, and how mm. effective is he as a heel? Because you're right, because it wasn't that people were angry yeah. at Cody. They were angry at Roman for beating Sammy. Yeah. And also, you also had Sammy still doing some bloodline stuff as well. Exactly. Kind of, but I think, like, yeah, Knight taking an L from Roman is great for Knight as well because yeah. it really elevates him up into that main event scene but also it's like good heat for Roman you just and you just Cody it again you yeah. just get Cody to go out there do the same old <laughs> same old thing I'm going to do it at Wrestlemania this time Ash uh, Ashman Ash here says amazing pay-per-view fun fact Cody's first and last title win in his first run were tag gold in his second run his first gold is tag again longitudinal dude love you mods and Swaff Nation yeah, there you go. Yeah, He's a tag really team guy. Dante Kennedy has been a member for six months in a row. Said, so I'm worried about Jay's role here. I really hope that he's not um, the back hell of the men's division with tag team amnesia and winning belts with random partners. <laughs> I think this is more of a means to an end, which I don't think really elevates the tag titles or a whole deal. But no. I feel like this is a means to an end for other stories. Yeah, this is, this is entirely to either break them up, put them in confliction with kevin and sammy mm-hmm. or to further bloodline stuff yeah. like this this is nothing to do with the belts yeah evan reich here says with cody now featuring a uh, feuding with the judgment day do you think we can see him winning the money in the bag briefcase off of damien big fan of punishment martinez but i do not see him dancing around the world title picture maybe cody completes the story with a heel turn <sighs> oh, I, I don't mind the idea of him like beating priest for the case but even and then announcing ahead of time i suppose yeah like you, you don't want him doing like a surprise cash in on Roman to finish the story. No, no, it has I, to be like it has to be as down doing, the line yeah. as possible. We're doing this main event of WrestleMania, winning totally clean as well. Like no help from the outside. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah it's got to be it's got to be Cody on his own. But I think that's a really interesting point actually, because I, in all the talk of like how does Co- you know in all the talk of sort of Cody versus Roman being a potential mania thing. I don't think anyone's really I, I'd never really given it much thought of like well how yeah. I just sort of assumed that one day he'd go yeah well I'm I'm going to do that at yeah. Wrestlemania because otherwise either he wins the Rumble again yeah, or he has to it. win Elimination Chamber but this is a really interesting and novel way to do it so you could just do that and then have him you know because you could have him lose the like not win the Rumble do the reverse have him come in early yeah, yeah. go the distance and not win him in the Elimination Chamber and he doesn't quite win it and so his last ditch effort to get a main to get involved in mania in any way, shape, or form is to literally get the belt off, is to get the uh, the briefcase off yeah. the priest. Could be an interesting way of doing mm. it. I don't mind it so much. I think it's a really interesting. He idea. loves adversity. <laughs> Let's get into the show itself or the rest of the show um, because next it is your Pizza Hut sponsored match of the ah, evening. Lovely. Um, yeah, backstage Wade Barrett and Booker T putting over uh, this coming Tuesday's NXT, mm-hmm. which 
Just in case, if you're wondering, oh, I think they're looking to beat AEW in the ratings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they announced The Undertaker's going to be on the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just like, dong. <laughs> Christmas Day. It's like, that bit in the Sims, like, stop it, he's already yeah. dead. He doesn't know where NXT is. He didn't need to have The Undertaker on the show as well, but they are looking to get a... Mo- they're not looking to just beat NXT, uh, beat AEW in the ratings. They're looking to smash AEW oh, in the yeah, ratings. Yeah. And they're going to. Mm, I they think so. They're going to... Sub- and obliterate Dynamite in the rating. No, well, especially when Dynamite, a lot of the stuff that is on the card is already called into question because of injuries and stuff like that. So, like, like three, two, I think two of the matches for Title Tuesday are kind of a bit up in the air at the moment. Ray Phoenix is really because Ray's up. really banged up. I can't remember who the other one is. It's in the news today. Mm. Um, but yeah, like it's there's a few different question marks hovering over. AEW generally and then yeah WWE is just like well you know Cena and Heyman and Cody and Asuka and um, Dong <laughs> like I'm not, I mean I'm not going to say much more on this because last time me and Tempest talked about this it was clipped out of context and was doing the rounds on Twitter about me hating wrestling so oh well yeah and I don't really know why no. either just because you hate wrestling well is that what it oh yeah, I see yeah. I you see, remember yeah. how you hate wrestling yeah I guess that's what it is and yeah. f- idiots misinterpreting <laughs> what i was saying yeah but they've got 10 seconds there they can flip out and they're gonna do it um but our sponsored match of the evening was the lwo versus bobby lashley and the street profits however whoever ray called in to replace um cruz del toro and whacking wild did not return his text as we found out in the pre-show mm. so it ended up being a two on three handicap match mm-hmm. that was until that person did arrive oh yeah and it was Carlito. It was Carlito. I mean, Carlito came out. It was out. a fun little moment. It was a fun... I mean, they've changed his music. Mm. And, like, sure, you don't want to pay Jim Johnston any more money. Yeah. I, I get that. I understand that. But did you have to change it for some, something so generically rubbish? <laughs> I think they must have realized late that that was, that was <laughs> what was going to be the problem. Uh, it's also weird to do that, to do that sort of, like, long-form pop then isn't it where you're like you know you're waiting for the moment where basically somebody's music hits and they make the save but you've changed the music yeah you know it was that same thing where it was like um remember when we were doing the wrestlegate show where hangman was yeah and he was like afterwards he was like i was just like waiting for the pop and it didn't come and i was like oh yeah i've got brand new music no one <laughs> no knows, one knows what it is music. no one knows the music everyone reacted at wrestlegate when his name came up on the yeah, screen yeah. so it was just the the cowboy thing in the sun and the galloping the, the galloping, galloping horse so people started to realize like, but you know oh and that's kind of what happened here people were like oh like it takes that moment because you're not hearing what you're used to but he came out he did some moves hit the backstabber and won yeah yeah and that was it it was it was a perfectly fine tv match little tv match a good little house show match i had a fun time with it lwo were very cool um i also quite like the story that they were doing in here of ford and dawkins not taking this seriously yeah like they were doing a lot of posing a lot of jaw jacking yeah anytime bobby tagged in he was just like no this is all business and we're here to kick ass and take yeah, names yeah. and i think you can run the story of bobby getting annoyed at the profits for not taking this seriously mm. and that just furthers this heel turn for them so they stop being cocky and arrogant heels and just be mean business type heels yeah i think um what was funny to me about this match beyond the pizza hut branding obviously which was everywhere um was <laughs> how dicked over the lwo got with pyro <laughs> bobby got two pyros yeah. and the lwo came out they all lined up and did a pose 
and it looked like they were waiting for Pyro, and then the py- the Pyro never came. The pyro, Luke. Never, came. The pyro <laughs> never came, and then they just had to sort of mooch to the ring. They were too busy writing new music for Carly. So. Yeah, it was just <laughs> like, I've got to press the button. I was like, this is so silly. Um, I thought the like Lashley Profits team up worked here. I I, I really liked um. Some of that offense was just really weird, and like, you know, when Ray went, he went to do the six one nine, and uh, Dawkins dodged, mm. and Lashley just grabs his legs and just lifts him out of the ring. But on the way out, Dawkins just going, <laughs> <laughs> like, I love that. That's so like, you know how polished tag team moves sometimes are. Yeah, I just like the idea that just like Bobby's going to hold him, or I'm just going to punch him in the head. Yeah. That's just a really fun little weird, weird thing, and like the whole kind of yeah. I think you're. That saying that storyline, Bobby's like the kind of machine that's getting things done, mm. and the profits are really cocky, and they're taking all the cheap shots, and like them really overemphasizing that in this match just made it really, really fun. It wasn't didn't feel like slick yeah. wrestling, if you know what I mean. It didn't feel like it took took away that kind of scripted element almost because you're like, no, you're just seeing people actually like really embody a stupid cocksure character mm-hmm. and just taking every single moment to be a scrappy and get the last few punches in as you possibly can. Uh, but it was fun. House show vibes. Oh, big house show B- vibes. Big though. house show energy for this match, but I didn't mind too much. It was the shortest match in the card, like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's exactly all it needed. Yeah. It just needed that amount of time. Uh, and then Xavier Woods arrived at ringside to deliver to Cole and Corey Graves. What had to be the coldest Pizza Hut anyone's mm. ever eaten in their entire lives. <laughs> yeah, just putting it in their mouth and immediately regretting what? it. Oh, no. <laughs> Do you remember when we did Games Expo in 2019 and we had Domino's Pizza the night before we left? Mm. And then we took those Domino's Pizzas with us in the car. Yeah. And then we finished Games Expo where we'd left the pizzas in the car. So oh, they'd just been in that hot yeah. car all day. Pizzas die in hot cars. Yeah, and then we looked at it and was like, we probably shouldn't eat this. No. That's what this Pizza Hut was. Yeah. You know, oh, this sort yeah. of thing of like, I don't think I'd want to touch that Pizza Hut. No, that I bet pe- it's been there for hours. That Pizza Hut had been sent to the PR department weeks in advance <laughs> to be signed off and checked for it to be ready to go. Like the, the props department had had that for a while. Yeah. Ugh. It like, looked gross. What is it? What's, what's the middle bit in the, in the pizza mailbox thing? Bits of chicken, right? Is that what it was? Is it? I think it was little bits of chicken. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I, I mean, I should like, say, chicken yeah it looked like, like is it chicken is it like weird garlic bread like i don't know what it was i don't know why are the pizzas rectangular just to make them fit in the box it goes i guess in the box that way yeah so you know and, um, pizza hut's pizza hut is <laughs> mad as a box of frogs honestly they're like uh adverts um like food is essentially glued together yeah. so that it looks nice or yeah like in beer they put um soap in beer mm. so that it froths up really nicely and that's what this was just most of that was cardboard yeah oh yeah Pe- well, pizza hut's food like pizza hut's approach to food making is like uh the island of dr moreau it's like they're just like <laughs> burgers and pizza that'll do like it doesn't <laughs> i did have that cheeseburger pizza yeah. once they were just like what can we do to reinvent the pizza i don't know put a cheeseburger yeah. in the crust yeah what like, like in the actual middle of the crust no 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 we're gonna put a, a burger like a, patty like, yeah like tiny little burger yeah, tiny pat- burger patty on top of the crust. Yeah, yeah. It's like Tears of the Kingdom. It's like <laughs> you're fusing things together. It's, it's mad. I had two slices of it and I was like, <laughs> three meals. <laughs> uh, they announced that Crown Jewel will be happening on the 4th of November 
and we can announce that we're going to be doing a live watch party hey. for it at the Long Arm Pub and Brewery in Shoreditch. So tickets available for that right now. There's a link for it in the video description down below. And if you're watching live, you can click the links that our moderators will be spamming. Get your tickets for that. Come and watch Crown Jewel with us. We'll be raising money for charity as well while we're there, like we always do for our Saudi Arabia shows. And you can buy bonus tickets as well to watch a live edition of No Holds Board. Ooh. We're very excited about deciding what games we're going to play for mm. No Holds Board for the live attendance. But yeah, get your tickets for that because we're going to have a great time. That'd be really fun. We long, haven't, the long arm show is always really fun. Oh, it's a great time. We haven't done one since Money in the Bank either because mm. our SummerSlam one sort of fell apart toward, like uh, the last minute. So I'm really excited to get back into there and do that one. Yeah. And we're going to be doing two shows as well. We're doing that one and we're going to be doing Survivor Series at the end of the month as mm-hmm. well. So... Tickets will be available for the Survivor Series 1 at some point soon. But for now, get your tickets for Crown Jewel. They're actually selling quite well already. Oh, very nice. I'm just going to have a little check. I'm not going to announce a number or anything, but... Oh, Oh, that's a nice number. That's a nice number. Uh, And then backstage, in a very fancy car, Mm. in her gear, Jade Cargill arrived. (laughs) She's arrived in gear. And I was like, is she in the next match? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, just told her to turn up in her gear for the first day. Classic hazing. Looked incredible (laughs) as well. Like, looked amazing. She looks like a megastar. I think they are doing a great job in the presentation of Jade Cargill. Like, this idea of... Not everyone's going to know who she is. Not everyone watches AEW. Not everyone mm. is up to date with all of the news of the signing. So on Raw and SmackDown, you show ESPN are covering this. TMZ are covering this. Yeah, These yeah. are big outlets are covering this as a big deal. And then she arrives at this pay-per-view. Big car. There's photographers trying to snap pictures of mm. her. Videographers doing this and the Triple other. H meeting her and in the car Triple park. Triple H meets her at the car park to welcome her into the company. Yeah, and walk her in. Yeah. She is going straight to the main roster. Yeah. There ain't no way she's going to NXT. No, absolutely not. Well, the only thing I would say that this needed was a Slim Jim's logo on the car. But like, <laughs> other than that, I think it was pretty good. But yeah, I, uh, I, I was a big, big fan of this. I thought this was great. Uh, we then had Asuka versus Io Sky versus Charlotte Flair for the WWE Women's Championship. Uh, the commentary used the term glancing blow a lot in this <laughs> match to cover up for some of the more slightly missed spots mm. in this. But I went into this match with a, a certain level of cynicism. Yes. Because it's Charlotte Flair in a triple threat match. And I'm like, well, the only reason you put Charlotte Flair in triple threat matches is to either not get pinned or to win the title. Yeah. Uh, and it turns out neither of those things happened. She didn't win the title and she was pinned. Yeah. what was a very good finish. But if I was to, uh, be, you know, say that my cynicism cap was quite rightly placed, she was took the majority of this match. And like mm. Asuka and Eosky were no match for Charlotte Flair in this yeah, match. Yeah, I, I thought this was, <laughs> I thought that was mad. I thought that was like, because not only like, this match starts and Asuka hits the mist out of the gate, which I think is a really cool idea. I think it's like it's fascinating to use what is a like a definite finisher for like any other match mm. right out of the bat, like right just coming straight out and just wiping Charlotte Flair out of the match. And then it's just like a match between Asuka and Io, which people are into. Like, I want to see that. I was quite happy to see that. And then Charlotte just like spends a couple of minutes on the side oh. give us a face a little wipe and then she's Ow. back in yeah. but, th- but this also meant that like the mist had no colouring in it because I think quite clearly Charlotte probably didn't want to re- wrestle with a blue face for the whole <laughs> match or a green face for the whole match fair enough but I just think it undersells the value of the mist here yeah. like it, it totally made what has been made out to be like a mystical magical eye searing match ending thing into just like a well, you can just wipe it off. Yeah. 
Like, if anything, it actually made her tougher. You wipe it off, and she came back, and she, yeah, it, Io and Asuka, literally, she was double teaming, and there was a whole bit of the match <laughs> after she just came back in, and she was just like, I'm just chopping you, I'm chopping you, I'm chopping you, double clothesline, double suplex, you can't do anything to me. Yeah. It takes both of you, and you still can't do anything to me. She was swatting them away like flies, basically. <laughs> like, barely selling any of the offense as well. It's just, it just seemed mad yeah and it was weird as well because i think this is the most effort charlotte flair's put into a match all year mm. uh, outside of the wrestlemania uh, incredible match she had but this was like i was like oh she's got her working boots on but those working boots were not selling no yeah <laughs> her working boots were just working over everyone yeah it just seems like obviously they're just po- they're poising charlotte again for for something like it's just that I she's just, she's just put on her plot armor and like <laughs> she's just getting ready for whatever whatever the thing is it wasn't it wasn't for now but it will be against well, Bailey or she somebody won the match yeah. like the finish of the match was she got Asuka in the figure eight and Asuka tapped out but Bailey distracted the referee mm-hmm. and EO hit the over the moon salt and pinned Charlotte Flair yep. so Flair won the match but she didn't get the vi- she got the visual pin yep. rather so or the visual win rather so that now sets up you can do Flair in the rematch you could probably do that mm-hmm. at Crown Jewel yep. or maybe save it for Survivor Series or you do Flair and Bailey maybe just as a separate thing. Yeah, I guess you could do that for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. like maybe that's just a what, yeah, a tag team match or something. Mm-hmm. You know, Flair, like you could do damage control of uh, Io and Bailey versus Asuka and Charlotte at Crown Jewel yep. or something and then do the match at, at Survivor Series or whatever. But I do feel like we are on the road to Flair wins the belt and it's her, versus, 15, yeah. and it's her versus Bianca at WrestleMania. Yeah, I can see that. And I think like it, it, this match just it just felt confusing because it's like yeah you've done you do the mist early to take Charlotte out but it doesn't actually take her out and in fact she comes back stronger she's got no visible like there's no deterioration in the quality of what she's doing she's not struggling against anything she literally comes back in probably like it's like she's a barbarian who's gone into a rage she comes back in stronger (laughs) it doesn't make any sense yeah um then you do you've had Charlotte stirring the pot between Io and Bailey right to sort of Mm -hmm. further that thing eo says i've got a plan don't come out here bailey comes out here and it doesn't cost eo that bailey comes out against her wishes yeah and then in fact bailey is the one saving eo in the finish yeah and it's just that just becomes what are you doing (laughs) yeah it was like they keep teasing this idea that they're going to do a split in damage control yeah but bailey is her num- she's the number one cheerleader yeah it's like it may look like because i th- there was a moment where it looked like she was going to cost her the title in this match but mm-hmm. she did save the title yeah. for rio once again and celebrated with her and dakota kai came out yeah i, I, I some of that storyline is, is a bit fun but yeah i do feel like we are just waiting for charlotte to, to win the belt yeah and this whole like you know because i was just double checking my, my stuff there but like at SummerSlam, it was a triple threat again uh, but with Bianca and they were doing the whole like super Bianca thing in that match yep. and they were doing the super Charlotte thing in this match and the crowd there were not everyone but there was a portion of the crowd that was booing Charlotte every time she just stood tall mm-hmm. and I don't know if the super thing works yeah for for every character well, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't in a situation in which um people aren't people are also very keen on the other two people yeah like you know Cena, when Cena was doing Super Cena, it it worked when it was Cena pitched against people who had been very heavily skewed as bad guys and like were, you know, like Rusev or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. It was that. And then obviously Rusev got over on his own accord after that. But it was like initially it's that kind of thing. You're a monster heel. You're a monster heel. You want we want to see the good guy prevail. Charlotte being pitched as the good guy against Asuka and Io Sky doesn't work. (laughs) Like... (laughs) 
Asker is Asker is popular in whatever format you you present Asker in, and yeah. EO is kind of growing her fan base on the main roster but is like a darling of nxt fans right so charlotte just dominating these two who everyone thinks are brilliant wrestlers it doesn't make any sense yeah. whereas with bianca doing it it wasn't about bianca being super or dominant it's about bianca being a better athlete mm-hmm. and i get like they're trying to do that with charlotte but it just feels like it's charlotte so it's it's more that she's, it's more that she's a flair than it's like yeah you know, and she's not done anything more she doesn't do anything more than um she would use usually do like mm. do you know what i mean it's yeah. not like charlotte did the the moves charlotte does every match she does the moonsault from yep. the corner yep. she does like a double suplex she does a clothesline she does a little flip over whatever figure eight. yeah the figure eight but like bianca when bianca's in super bianca mode she's like deadlifting three people <laughs> and going like Wah! like you know it's crazy what she bianca does to be like super bianca charlotte just was charlotte mm. Yeah, but, the, but the, the other people just had to bounce off her harder. <laughs> yeah, it, it was fine. Yeah, it was, I, I, I've got nothing like hugely negative to say about the match. No, but, like it was, it, was, it was nice to see Sky got the the, the win. Yeah, but uh, I do like I've said this on three count previously. It just feels like she's just holding onto that belt for a little while, just yeah. keeping that belt warm. She took a hell of a bump though. That um Tower of Doom, the fall away slam, the fall away. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the Tower of Doom, quite inventive Tower of Doom as well. Asuka did the power bomb yeah. onto Charlotte Flair, who gave Sky a fall away slam. Was it a fall away slam or was it like a Samoan drop? I it was like a fireman's lift. I thought. I thought she had her across her chest to do a fall away slam, mm. but maybe I'm misremembering. Either or, like slam. that. Not bloody, fun. yeah. Sideways back bump. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Uh, we got a recap of the opening match and LA Knight arriving in the Slim Jim Mobile. Oh, yeah, here he is. And then. That's his wacky racist character. <laughs> Uh, and then Roman was returning. Felt like you know DLC for a game, but it's, oh, but it, yeah. but it's DLC that you were just given. Yeah, twisted metal like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, LA Knight in the Slim Jim car. Yeah, how you two just released yeah. an album on Apple Music and just everyone just got yeah. it on their iTunes. This was just like you know you oh, got yeah. the new Forza game. Oh, there's a Slim Jim car. I don't remember downloading yeah. that. No, I'm, well I imagine it's in the new Cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they got the announcement that Roman is returning to SmackDown this Friday, and then local boy Pat McAfee mm. came out here to essentially say, "Look, most WWE crowds suck. Yeah, so, oh, yeah. God, most of you lot don't make noises, but here in Indianapolis, we make lots of noise. And hey, if you make a lot of noise, those in the back might think about doing a WrestleMania here. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think John Cena did this promo almost word for word. Yeah, when he did well, Money in the Bank. Hey, if it don't change, if it don't, if it works, don't change it. Like, I just think they should do this in every." <laughs> So when has a WrestleMania crowd ever been that quiet? Like, do you know what I mean? WrestleMania. You I, paid I, hundreds of pounds for the tickets. I would do this in every town. Oh, every every yeah, show you do, just have someone, a, a local person just come out and be like, hey, we should do a WrestleMania here. Yeah, it's WrestleMania. It's it's like Wrestling 101, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Promise something you can't give them. But he was here for the commentary for The Bloodline, taking on John Cena and LA Knight, which can be summed up in just three sentences. Heels worked over Cena. Knight got the hot tag and he won. Oh yeah. It was 17 minutes this match yeah, and bloody yeah. hell did it feel every bit of it 17 mm. minutes. Because what we saw was 16 minutes of the bloodline working over John Cena and his goofy selling. Yeah. <laughs> I can't fathom how someone who is such a good actor is so bad at selling. <laughs> 
<laughs> just overdoes it every he's, time. That's the problem. It's because he oversells yeah. everything. It's like Michaels in that Hogan match at SummerSlam, but it's yeah. like, but every move is that. Yeah. Every person's Hogan. <laughs> every, person every person's Hogan. Does just big falls down. Mm. He'll do like the all oh, the punch things. He's got the stupidest fighting stance as well. Yeah. I saw someone describe his fighting stance is like uh, the tr- uh, controller gets disconnected while you're in Street Fighter, <laughs> like in the Street Fighter lobby. Oh yeah, stand. He's waiting for the controllers to reconnect. I think the I think the bloodline did a good job on the beatdown. I think Jimmy and Jimmy and Solo look good here. Like Solo's crazy hip attack in the corner looked yeah. absolutely mad on Cena. Um, Jimmy sort of filling in the Roman, chatting to Heyman vibes, really yeah, fun. Yeah. Like there were bits to like here. I just think it. It's yeah, too I long. think, but it also yeah, it was it's too long and it's it's way too long when you've already had two tag matches with the same formula. Yes, yeah, so this heels is, work over baby heels face. Heels work over baby face to a big hot tag. And then like nothing really of you know, we've already had heels work over baby face leads to a hot tag and then a bunch of crazy stuff happens. That was the opener, right? And then you get the big title change. Then we've had heels work over the baby face and returning star makes the save. Mm. Here it's just heels work over baby face. And oh, it's LA Knight. <laughs> the match and, then, and, yeah, and that's fine. Like pe- LA Knight's really yeah. over right yeah. now. People want to see him do stuff, but it didn't feel special by the time it happened. No. And it, they should have, like, like we're talking about the format and praising them for like how they've managed to pack in the kind of, like, the padding of a WWE show without you really noticing. It's a shame because I'm noticing the things in the matches <laughs> instead. Because I'm going like, okay, well, why are they doing a third tag match on, yeah. a, on a five-match show? Yeah. It was just... Hey, the heels worked over Cena and then they won and like, it was like yeah it didn't need to go 17 minutes mm. and it got a bit tiresome after a while big house show energies for this one mm. um, but let's say John Cena then endorsed that night afterwards and that's all the match was there for yeah absolutely could have, could have been done as an email but like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah we had a meeting he could have just liked an Instagram post <laughs> It would have made more sense. Just give him a thumbs up. Yeah, it didn't need this hour-long meeting, but yeah. you know, we, we, we've done it now anyway. <laughs> and, and in the end, it wasn't that, it wasn't that bad of a meeting, really. I had yeah. a fun time. Uh, this is where we had Rhea telling Damian Priest that he couldn't cash in. Then Ridge and Butch, sorry, Ridge Holland and Butch played with some toys. Oh yeah, they played with a car. That, that monster truck looked like the street, the street, uh, street sharks car. Yeah, yeah, didn't it? Like it had a real like old school chunky street sharks. Probably vibe. like nineties toy. Yeah, oh, yeah. which is like street sharks. Yeah. yeah, and then yeah, Ridge and Butch being like, "We've got to go show Sheamus <laughs> at the end of the day." He's not he's gonna, gonna care. go. Oh, f- off. <laughs> Why are you bringing that to me? <laughs> Oh, you can raise me. Uh, and our main event for the World Heavyweight Championship in a last man standing match was Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Now, going into this match, because I thought their payback match was pretty dire, mm. um, a proper two-star match it was, not deserved of a main event slot. I was like, oh my God, they've given them the main event again. Mm. Considering that John Cena's just had like, because that's the only thing to say about that tag match is that, yeah, it was just, it was a nothing match, but the crowd went ballistic for it because yeah. it's John Cena yeah. and it's LA Knight and it's the bloodline. And so like the crowd were rabid for it because that's all you need Cena for is just to play their hits. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to see any of your new material. No. Just, you know, just play, just do all the stuff we know yeah. and do big oversells. And then we're out and we're, I can cheer and we'll be on Thank our way. Thank God he became a really famous actor. <laughs> <laughs> it's really made his wrestling better. <laughs> But so I was like, oh man, we're going into the main event here, and like mm. these, this crowd's going to die a death. But because it's a last man standing match, 
plenty of smoke and mirrors, plenty of plunder. The crowd really enjoyed themselves yeah. because it was just kendo stick shots and there was a ladder spot. There was like four or so table spots. Yeah. So the crowd had fun watching this match. I don't think they ever really bought Nakamura into winning. No. But they quite enjoyed Seth's plights and they very much enjoyed people watching people go through tables. Yeah. And they cheered at the end. Yeah, I really, li- I really like this match. I like this new version of Shinsuke. I think he's really fun. I think, it, like I said before, uh, it, what's annoying me is that it feels like every every time I've watched a Seth Rollins match recently, I've just wanted him to lose the belt <laughs> to whoever he's <laughs> facing it. So I think he should have lost it to Balor immediately. Mm. I think that was more interesting. I think yeah. Shinsuke Nakamura is this Shinsuke Nakamura could do with that plus 10 popularity boost. <laughs> like, I just, I just think this was... It was nice to see shinsuke go out there and like feel like he can take up the main event space and like really kind of own it mm-hmm. um because he was great here i thought he would like i like seth is great everywhere so seth always deserves the kind of plaudits so like we've done multiple episodes of things recently where we've talked about weirdly just how when you do lists of the best whatever it is seth's name just comes up every single time he's always on there he's always on there but it's like it was nice to see shinsuke sort of feel like he was back in that main event picture and he felt comfortable there and um like just some of the like cool character work that he got to do here was really great like the missed spot was cool the missed spot was really cool through the table when he then when he drags him back in he dumps him over the chair like Mm -hmm. that call back to the spot from was it raw was on raw yeah yeah the spot on raw and then but then shin hits the kinshasa through Through the the table. table And then he's just over the ropes, just mugging to the crowd while the count's happening. And, it's won. Just, and he's won point. as far as he knows. And it's brilliant. And then that's when Seth rolls out um, to kind to of counter up. that. And it's like, yeah, I think they could have done a bit more to build that moment up because mm. it felt like it felt like all the kind of 10 counts were actually too few and far between. And yeah, and but it still felt like there was almost too many of them. Yeah, and and because like they're quite slow uh, mm. doing the ten counts, and the crowd weren't chanting along with the ten yeah. counts either. So I don't, I don't feel like it felt like the crowd weren't into the idea that Nakamura was going to win. Yeah, they were sort there into Seth because they did chant his song a couple of times, mm. and they did cheer when he won. But what they really enjoyed was just seeing people go through tables. Yeah, um, but the match itself, I thought, actually was is the best match that the two have had, yeah. and. I, I think it's a, it's a nice way to end off this storyline, which unfortunately has been a cold feud. Yeah. I, I don't know, people just aren't into this story. But the match itself was like, you know, whatever we got at the end, big thumbs up from me. I had a great time with this match. Yeah, it's almost as if they've just slingshotted Shinsuke Nakamura back to relevancy when they, they so. spent years absolutely... Um, you know not doing that effing him over <laughs> yeah I so hope they can continue that's probably that. why people are a bit cold on him and then you know if people were being cold in the crowd then Pat McAfee was lying in the match before <laughs> um, yeah I think also the other thing with the last man standing match is the problem is is like if you if people are concerned about what's happening next here they were doing a lot of the setup for the next spot while someone was being counted out so you're not you're taking the focus away mm. and even the cameras weren't focusing on like the person yeah, down yeah. like the referee would start counting and then we'd cut to Seth setting up the next chair, the next ladder, the next table, the next whatever it is. And then Shinsuke, we cut back and Shinsuke standing up at eight. And he was standing up at eight every time or Seth was standing up at eight. So it's like there's no quick, there's no progression here. Like you mm. want to sort of slowly work people down into that kind of 10 count range where it feels like it's going to end. And then like for the big Seth rolling out of the ring spot, I think what they needed to do was do a load of 10 counts in very quick succession 
where it's like he's struggling to get up more and more and more at nine. Mm-hmm. And then this last time you're just like, you just know it's over because Shinsuke's just done like the most heinous thing that he can do. And then the clever spot is the rollout of the ring. Yeah. You want to build that spot as if it's going to be like a shocking revelate, like revelatory moment. Or it's like, it's like Jey Uso kicking out of the money in the bank briefcase to the head or whatever it mm-hmm. is. You want it to feel like... And therefore... Yeah, but like super game over. And then it's just like, oh, that was genius actually. Like yeah. that was the correct moment. It's like, it's a, you know, it's all the sort of, when someone just puts their fingertip on the rope or whatever it might be, mm. Kevin Owens or your yeah, yeah. Chris Jericho, like, um, so yeah, I think that's uh, that was what was missing here. But I loved the stuff that they hit together was great here. The, the some of the sort of bumps that Seth took on the concrete or on the outside yeah. were great. Shinsuke's double knees through the through the table. That yeah. was I was just like that was mad. I was a like proper biscuity break on that thing yeah, as well. Yeah. It was like a Kit Kat. Yeah, but like the and also like he just went he overshot obviously so he didn't actually land knees first into Seth. But like that and then he's just he must have just gone straight into the barricade like <laughs> like cartoon cat. The big spot of the match was they had a ladder set up and by the announcer's table and Seth went up there to try and give a superplex to Seth to Shinsuke through the the Mm. announcer's table but Shinsuke gave him the mist the red mist Mm. Uh, I can't remember because all of the different colours mean different things I can't remember what red mist means means he loves him is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, okay. Give him the power of love. Yeah, yeah. That's how he got back up at nine. And so he gave him the miss and he did it like the, a big nesty plunge in, uh, mm. through the table. Very cool spots. Like, mm. I thought Michael Cole was great in this match to get over the plight of Seth Rollins and the dusty losers of, of Shinsuke. Mm-hmm. So I thought some of that was actually really, really good. And the finish saw them brawl through the crowd for a second time and Seth hit a falcon arrow off of like a stage area through another table. And then Shin fell down at eight basically he was almost yes he was almost up but fell down again and seth made his way back up yeah there is a different thing like i'm gonna do wrestling mists mists yeah they're different well i think the red the red mist is jam flavored colors let's have a look because i'm pretty sure it's uh, red um it's quite often used hello where is it uh quite often used but it's said to burn the eyes Okay. But then most of them burn eyes. No, I was going to say, I feel like yeah. they just sort of mix them all in now. Yeah. Is that the black mist is death, Well, right? blue, Yeah, black mist is death. Blue sends you to sleep. Yellow paralyzes. Right. Uh, Purple causes momentary distraction. And green, which is the most common used, uh, obstructs vision. Right, which is the same as burning your eyes. Well, I think burning your eyes probably hurts a bit more than obstructing vision. Sure, okay, yeah. It doesn't actually... You can't I've see never... Just, yeah, I... I think WWE but, just uses them interchangeably. So, so the red one is like a Dilophosaurus. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I'd, I could. I could see Shinsuke with thrills. <laughs> <laughs> he also used nunchucks in this match. He did well. also use nunchucks. <laughs> he, did. Hit, he hit him when he was in a bin with a kendo stick. Love it. it this was, was silly yeah. and fun. like it was silly and fun. Silly and fun. Shinsuke got to just do all the sort of mugging for the camera that you want from yeah. Shinsuke. I liked it. I just I just hope they do something with Shinsuke. That's now. what I'm hoping for. We can get Charlie because I think Rollins are probably going to a feud with um, uh, Ricochet next. I feel like they were setting up Ricochet to be the next challenger. Mm-hmm. Which again, like no one's going to buy Ricochet to you know, no. win in the title, but they could probably have some good matches. And Seth has now got this storyline he can continue with this bad back that's going to be taking into yeah. every match. Kind of the Orange Cassidy storyline he was doing with the International Championship. But yeah, I want something good for Shinsuke. Need yeah. a big program for Shinsuke to try and like keep up on some of this momentum. Yeah, I don't know what that program is. No, but I would like to see uh, a decent program for. Because well, there's a lot of plates to spin as well. If Triple H is trying to do the kind of, if the booking is now trying to give kind of all these forgotten 
NXT stars, which is essentially what it feels like. <laughs> yeah. Essentially, all the forgotten NXT stars are basically getting a program with Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight title. Mm. So it's like, you're all going to get a main event scene match, right? But then what do we do with any of it? Like, you know, Finn dropped back straight into like, Text judgment stuff. day tag stuff shenanigans and like that's that's fine but it's he was literally in the world title picture before shinsuke now might just drop back into sort of medium obscurity and it's like yeah go back to a few with bronson Reed. yeah and it's like then so then is seth like is seth actually putting people over in the way that gunther is with the intercontinental belt like you said like people who are having these matches with gunther because they're so brutal and they're so long and they're so like they just have this air to them of like mm-hmm. everyone, like he's really pushing people's limits. Whereas Seth, feel, it feels like it doesn't ever feel close. It doesn't. No one's ever getting the hope up no, that someone's going to yeah. beat Seth. Like you said in this match, no one's no one's really rooting for Shinsuke to win or feeling like he would. So, what's the point in Seth having the belt then? Yeah, because it's like the rising tide should lift all the ships, right? Of course it should. Yeah. So at this point, like Seth should probably drop it to somebody else who, when it can start to feel like a prize that can actually be won, mm-hmm. um, especially if Seth's going to lose it with a bad back. Like, because then, then what? Like, then does the per- the person who wins it, if Seth's back is broken, they're not going to look special. They, well, they, that much they, for the back, they beat up a but they beat up a man who had a bad back. Well, this a lot of people have made this point as well. Is that like, yeah, sure, Damien had a bit of a bum leg because he got hit with the briefcase, mm. which I think is actually a really nice way, to, smart way of writing him out of you know cashing in on this show. Yeah. But also, it was like, if you see how hurt Seth is, like I definitely would have cashed in. Yeah, because oh, yeah. He's, he's all he's dinged up after this. Well, also because you could probably do it on the but show. But also because you're, ca- you're cashing into a no DQ match, so. Have Dom and Finn do the beatdown. <laughs> All you gotta do is put a foot on him. Like it's like, you could you could hold the man down. Yeah, like absolutely makes sense to, to cash in here. I'd be surprised if they do a raw cash in. Well, uh. yeah, maybe we'll find yeah. out. Um, but anyway, that was the show. Uh, I gave it four out of five in the editor review because yeah, inconsequential though it was, I can't say it was a bad show. Mm. Um, even the, the the women's triple threat match, I had my issues with it. Cena's match was dreadfully dull, but man, the crowd was super into it. So yep. you can't like can't say it was a bad match because it got massively over. So yeah, I just like nothing bad on this show. I loved that it was only five matches. It was mm-hmm. a breezy three hours. Yeah, that was a, a fun time. But it was, it was like incredibly mid and inconsequential. Yeah, uh, well, like, mid for me says three three out of five. Like mm-hmm. in my in my personal rating system, I would say probably a strong three three out of five. Argument to be made for three point five <laughs> yeah. out of five. Yeah, um, just because I liked the Shin stuff and I enjoyed the opener. Yeah. quite a lot. So like you know, I, I was into it. I just wish there was more coming out of it or going like more thought put into it yeah. like you know it's that thing of like why again why are you using the name why are you using the fast lane pay-per-view beyond the fact you've booked a show in indianapolis like you mm. know what's it the fast lane two because that's <laughs> that's what like what made sense about fast lane before was that you're on the road to wrestlemania it's the way to hot shot yourself into a wrestlemania match right mm-hmm. like it makes sense it's not the. It's just I called Fastlane now. I didn't even put that together because it was yeah. at the Indy 500. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I get it now. But that's why it was there. Yeah. So it's just because that it's ties car, in with cars. Hey, we've got a cars one, <laughs> and we've got a cars toy here. Yeah, exactly. That's it. But yeah, it 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 feels like it should. These things should have a knock on effect of like you know we've ended we've ended one feud we've we've given Cody and Jay the title so that's that's going to go somewhere. Everything in the middle pretty pretty inconsequential well i feel like because no, roman's coming back and he hasn't been seen since SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. so kind of like where backlash was just sort of like we're a bit on pause after wrestlemania we sort of just been on pause since SummerSlam, oh, yeah. and now roman's coming back it's like right unpause and yeah. now we can well, get back into the big storylines to build towards crown jewel and survivor Series. well it's not just because roman's coming back it's because nxt's this week 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> saving it all for NXT. Uh, but yeah, let us know what you thought of the show. And let's also give a shout out, as we always do, to Mara, who's in the chat. Hi, Mara. Um, and we've also got a confirmation here that the Pizza Hut box contains a pepperoni pizza, a sausage pizza, mm-hmm. boneless chicken wings, so just chicken nuggets, yeah. and breadsticks. How do you how do you bone a chicken wing without... I understand. You're looking to bone chicken wings nowadays. No, but that's <laughs> just like, how do, you, how do you get a boneless chicken wing? Well, that's a chicken without, nugget. Like, well, yeah, because you have to destroy the chicken wing to get the chicken off the bone. Yeah, and then just bread it and just... And then, yeah, okay, so it's just, yeah. yeah it's a nugget. It's a nugget. It's really, yeah. like, reformatted Although, chicken. But chicken nuggets, like, no one knows what part of a chicken that is. No. It's just different. I think it's just all the offcuts of chicken oh, just all glued together. It's chicken arseholes. We all know it's chicken arseholes. <laughs> and, and a bit and, of beacon yeah. eye. Yeah. All right, yeah. <laughs> ben, no expense spared. <laughs> Ben Blarick said, if it's another feud leading into the next pay-per-view with the story of Rollins can't do this anymore, I'm going to roll my eyes so hard. Nakamura failed twice, and Priest never seems that bothered until tonight. In the words of Mortal Kombat, finish him, please. Mm-hmm. I wish Mortal Kombat did end well with, like, finish him, please. Please, yeah. <laughs> Be polite. If you wouldn't mind. <laughs> Thank you, Shankson, I will. <laughs> Daniel, a real heel, says, Hey guys, it's been a while. Great show last night. Really thought Damien's cash-in with the green briefcase. Did you not see Jay on the press conference? Do you think LA versus Roman is a good idea if LA is going to lose? Also thoughts on the Cricket World Cup. Um, I do not watch the old crickets. No, neither do I. Tell you what, I'm going to Google Cricket World Cup. And I'm going to tell you what Google tells me. Oh, Australia are... Um, in it. Well, yeah, they're in it. Yeah, all right. I don't know what that means, though. I think that's... I think they're winning. Yeah? Yeah. 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 I think they're winning. Um, <laughs> New Zealand's played tomorrow. And uh, South Africa won. Sports. <laughs> there you go. There you go. This is why I have no idea who Pat McAfee is. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I, I did see uh, the Jay press conference with Cody Rhodes. Just trying to crack him up. It's hilarious. <laughs> like you can definitely tell two people uh, have had a couple of drinks before they went in and then like, fuck, I need to act as sober as possible. Yeah. But are doing a bad job of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I right. think like yeah, the LA on the LA Knight Roman stuff. I think like we said, I don't like. I think LA Knight can lose to Roman to further the Roman story, and LA Knight will probably bounce back. Yeah, I don't but, think it hurts yeah. anyone. Um, I, I think yeah, it, it's one of those you just you always run that risk of the the fans just turning on the system. But mm. I think as long as LA Knight doesn't call it out specifically, like you can kind of avoid it. Like if he goes rogue and goes like, "Well, this is nonsense." <laughs> Then, then yeah. you've got a problem. Well, I think you know it didn't hurt Sammy in the long run. No. Uh, him losing Elimination Chamber, and but like no one really went into that Elimination Chamber match thinking that Sammy was going no. to win. The same way, no one's going to go into the LA Knight thinking uh, the LA Knight match thinking that LA Knight is going to win. No, but you can tell that story of like, oh, but what if? Yeah, and that's where the sort of the magic comes from. Mm. And I think I think it's actually. I think yeah, I think as long as he sticks to the kind of. I think as long as he, you know, the the promos don't go off the rails in terms yeah. of just like you go too you go too hard on Roman, you destroy his kind of credibility here. But like, you know, that's yeah. that's the only problem with 
someone who's so over in terms of like the promo and yeah, the, yeah. that all that kind of stuff. But I don't think I don't think Elena's the kind of guy who would go out for himself here. No, I don't think so. Uh, Ryan here. So show is pretty mid entertaining, uh, though too many ad, which soured on me, but very well paced. Three out of five. Three out of five. Solid. Get yourself some breadsticks. Gabriel Reyes. And I think that's probably the most edible thing in that box. Yeah. The breadsticks. They're probably the only thing in there that's made of actual food. Well, of the food that's advertised. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, like yeah. That, those breadsticks are made of bread. <laughs> <laughs> that sausage might not be made of sausage. Oh, no. That's definitely no. bum holes and eyelids. Yeah, that's bum holes and eyelids. Gabriel Reyes has been a member for 26 months Whee! in a row. Uh, says, this pay-per-view flew by. So maybe the ideal length in minutes is 108 minutes or so. Mm. It's the fun facts debate. There's right? the fun facts debate. I think three hours is perfect for a pay-per-view. I think it's a good length. Yeah. I yeah. think like WrestleMania you want longer. I think like maybe like... SummerSlam you want longer. I think for like three shows you want longer. Like the Rumble, SummerSlam, Mania. Every other pay-per-view. Just give me three hours. Three hours. Like, and that's, that's maximum. Yeah. That's like, you know, if Roman's going to take 10 minutes to do his entrance, you get 10 minutes less match, Roman. <laughs> I'm sorry, mate. <laughs> you can walk quicker than that. It's not that long a ramp. It's not that long a ramp. You're taking your time, and I know you're doing it. Um, Gabriel continues here to say, enjoy the show for the most part. Above average B-level show. It's going to be really weird when this gets a load of nominations at yeah. the end of the year awards. Because we're going to be said they've been like, I don't know what to tell you. It wasn't that bad of a show, but no. it just shows you how good this year has been. Mm. Uh, Kieran says, you guys rule. Thank you for being here. Didn't hate the show, but I wish the stories matched the pay-per-view crowd heat. You can get Tempest to translate this if you need, but Seth wants to be LeBron so bad that he's barely Paul Pierce. So don't need Tempest because our moderator uh, here is to explain that LeBron is one of the greatest basketballers of all time. Paul Pierce was very good, but not on that level. Go Celtics. Mm hmm. Don't, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what's what's happened is you've just, so you've named LeBron and then you've just named another basketball player. <laughs> like anyone understands that. Come on. Yeah, I, I know who LeBron. Like, is. Yeah, that's right. Space, he's yeah. in Space Jam, right? He's in Space Jam too. Yeah. yeah, he's in Space Jam too. Yeah, it's a bad movie. I've not seen it. It's hilarious because it's a movie about like fighting against the forces of AI, and it feels like AI wrote it. Mm. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Tracy has been a member for one month. Said, did you see the press conference? Jay and Cody were amazing. Loved their chemistry. Do you think we'll get one belt for the tags or at least new belts? I hope so, because those belts are horrible. Yeah, oh yeah. It'd be nice if they were gold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were like writing it. When you wrote it earlier on, the, on your screen, you're like, oh, Cody wins gold. It's like... No, those belts are gold. <laughs> They're both ugly silver. It's pennies. Yeah, they would have just like they look like um, they look like commemorative coins <laughs> for like you've gone to the Acropolis mm. and it's like you know those print your own coins machine. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like that. Or like you know, it's World Cup '98 and you've gone to Sainsbury's and you've got a mm. folder that's got all of the England players on coins. Oh yeah, but yeah. You've got to yeah. collect all of them. Yeah, by that's, spending that's a, what that is. Hundred quid plus in Sainsbury's and you get given a new coin. Yeah, that's what the tag belts look like. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get rid of those. But that's going to do it for this episode of the show. Thank you all so much for watching. We are back tomorrow. Pete and Dan will be reviewing AEW Collision, which itself saw a tag title change, spoilers, that uh, it's quite a shocking one. So they'll mm. have lots to talk about with that tomorrow. I imagine more news will uh, come out from that. Laurie Blake will actually have something about that in the news over on Rust uh, channel in just a few 
Pretty hours? soon, hopefully. Pretty soon. Oh, yeah, yeah, soon, don't know. Yeah, soon. About an hour or so. We don't know. About an hour or so, you'll probably get that. Uh, and then on Tuesday, myself and Dan Layton will be reviewing Monday Night Raw with all of the fallout from Fastlane, and we'll be announcing the winners of our WrestleTalk book competition, where we're giving away signed copies of this book. We'll be announcing the five winners of that on the Raw podcast. And then on third Wednesday this week, mm. myself and Temp is going to be reviewing Dynamite because Ooh. Dynamite's on Tuesday. Yeah, this week. Title Tuesday. Title Tuesday we'll probably be talking about nxt in all of that as well because well it's star-studded oh yeah so john cena cody rhodes asker and the undertaker are on it <laughs> i can't believe it's like wrestlemania i can't believe they've told undertaker where nxt is <laughs> so what's I'm this go- thing you want to book me on <laughs> i'm gonna go there and shake hands with braun breaker <laughs> uh but yeah then we're gonna be doing that that's this week here on the rest of podcast channel until then i've been luke owen d-a-d that has been laurie blake jam that jam Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.